All right, we're on? We're on, baby. We're on. All right. So welcome to, I don't know what episode this is, but... Episode four. Nice. Of two Ds in a box, of course. Danny Boy with you here, a.k.a. the great one. With me always, my trusted co-host, Mr. What's up, everybody? Dimitri G here on the mic. So I uh, hope you guys are having a fantastic week. Uh, and yeah, let's just dive into it. What's up? What's happening this week? Nothing much, nothing much, man. Same thing. We're tracking uh, COVID. We're tracking Cuba. Um, everything seems to be well developing. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, anything specific you want to talk about? Or are we just going to jump right into really, it? Not really, but I have, like news. Obviously, you know, I'm a sports fan, so I want to congratulate the uh, the Olympic team. Uh, Canada did uh, pretty well. Uh, we won a... Uh, a gold medal in the 200-meter race. Uh, Mr. Andre de Grasse, who is uh, probably the, grace, the greatest runner we've had or, like, one of the greatest. Mm -hmm. uh, they also won bronze as a team, the relay, you know, when they give each other the baton there. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, he also won uh, bronze, I think, or silver in the 100 meters. Uh, the girls, the soccer team, won gold. Fantastic news. Uh, and we have like the greatest athlete in the world right now, which is um, at the decathlon. If I'm not mistaken, something Bradley. We should probably look that up. To uh, he won the he won the decathlon. So uh, I guess you know what the decathlon is, right? No, actually, I was gonna ask what is that because it's it's all of the uh, the uh, track and field um, disciplines like mixed in one. So the fastest uh, 100 meters, the the long jump, the high jump. Uh, throwing a disc or a ball as far as you can. So overall, like, you know, like back in the days, I guess back in uh, in early um, Olympics in 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 Greece, I um, I think that that's what was the main thing to see what's the overall like greatest athlete because he's not just good at one discipline; he does it all. So they have, I think, ten events. Is that uh, do they do do they do the events like a circuit or it's like they do one event everybody does the first event everybody does the second event? Yeah, I'm not. <clears throat> sorry, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Uh, but no, from from what I can remember, I think uh, they they do uh, a few events a day, and uh, it's the overall like you know what was your time in the one hundred meters? You get a certain amount of points, and mm -hmm. how how high did you jump or how far did you jump? You get another amount of points. So, uh, anyways, this guy. Um, Sorry, his name is Damien Warner. I should know that. We should know that because it's a great accomplishment. Uh, yeah, back in, I think it's still a consensus that the great that's the greatest athlete in the world because he's good at everything, right? Okay. He's the best at everything, at those 10 disciplines. So uh, if, we, if we just go um, check fast, fast the event, uh, I can tell you more. But anyways, this guy won, won uh, gold. And uh, it was crazy because they were measuring individual events like, you know, Usain Bolt or in this case, the uh, uh, grass, Andre de Grasse uh, won um, silver uh, silver or bronze, I'm not sure, in the 100 meter, which is considered the fastest man in the world. Mm -hmm. Now, the fastest man in the world usually doesn't do decathlon. It doesn't. He, he doesn't. He just concentrate on 100 meter or maybe 200 meters also. Uh, but uh, they were saying that this guy, uh, Damien Warner, is so good that if he would have done those individual sports, he would have still medaled. You know, mm -hmm. so that's really, really, uh, really impressive. So uh, yeah, so that's it. Um, so if if I'm checking here, like you got a hundred meter dash, uh, running long, like a long run, I'm guessing. A shot put, high jump, long jump, and a 400 meter run. So, uh, yeah, so you have to be good at all of this. And just for uh, you pop uh, cultured people, uh, or, or somebody who was great at this was uh, Caitlyn Jenner back when he was uh, Bruce Jenner. So that's where he made his fame. I don't think you're allowed to say his name anymore. I think it's called dead naming now. Dead naming? Yeah. Are you fucking with me or this no? Is no, real? that's a thing. <laughs> no, that's a thing. If you uh, so so Bruce is dead, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, like you're calling him by the name. I know, I'm not joking, man. This is a thing. It's if you call it, somebody has transitioned and has a new identity, th their old self is. Again. So in the record books of the Olympic, is it like Caitlyn Jenner? Because it's in the men's. Like that would be. Kind I don't of know. Weird. I don't know what that is, but I do know that dead naming is a thing, and especially um, there's people that have actually been 
canceled from Twitter for dead naming uh, maybe I don't know if it's specifically Caitlyn Jenner, but they would like you know to you know maybe like nasty comedians and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they would try to make poke fun of people who have transitioned. Okay. And, they, and they would like refuse to call them by their new name. They would okay. go post on their Twitter, like uh, referring to them as their old name, and and Twitter would ban uh, them for for. So I just canceled us, is what you're saying? Well, I th I think everybody's <laughs> allowed one chance. Yeah, I, well, I think you're allowed as many chances as long as you I'm know? not I'm not shaming he, he, her for what whatever transition. I really couldn't give a fuck. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm just saying back in the days, that's how uh, back when he was a, he made his uh, fame. He was a great athlete and uh, now he's a great woman, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, well, star, she, she won, I think, uh, she won Woman of the Year, I believe. Uh, the the yeah. year that she transitioned for courage, yeah. bravery and all that stuff. Or, yeah. you know. I think the feminists were a little mad about that, but well, whatever. Honestly, it's, it's way back when and I'm past that. Yeah, you know, um, what else, man? Uh, shit, I had. Uh, yeah, so congratulations, Team Canada, by the way. Congratulations, Team Canada. <laughs> I had a question. Yes, so yeah. he won first in every single one of those events. It's a, cu a cumulative thing. So oh, okay. But uh, I'm not sure. But they were saying how impressive it was that at some of these events, because these events go individually too, mm -hmm. and usually somebody who does the decathlon. You know, is good at these other. He's great at these other things too. But he couldn't compete with the people that do that only that discipline, only that specific discipline. Got but it. he would. He would have medal in many of these events. That's how impressive he is. Because usually, uh, you know, you're the best overall, but you wouldn't be able to compete individually in these things. But he actually could. Okay, so I understand. You get points depending on what your standing is for each event, exactly. and then the accumulation of points, you get one medal. You're not. No, no, no! Okay. You don't get like ten medals. You don't like, get like uh, ten medals. A guy got, and and then that the decathlon is its own event. Yeah, that guy's ten, right? Yeah, so exactly. Ten events, yeah. So, so uh, decathlon is its own event, but then all those specific, those ten events, yeah, you have, do individual. You could do individually uh, and medal and get medals in those exactly. Rounds. Gotcha. That's where Andre the Grass, uh, he, he's an individual runner. That's all he does. He runs. He doesn't fucking shot put or whatever. He doesn't uh, high jump. He doesn't do any of these things. But uh, yeah, so Damien Warner uh, killed it. He did great. He was. Uh, I just started reading about him, and I was like, "Oh, so we have uh, breeded the the best uh, athlete in the world right now." That's 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 good. Good. So again, so I mean, he could have just went in those individual events and came home with like ten medals, I guess. Yeah, maybe not ten, but he could have. He could have. Uh, yeah, he he could have gone. I don't know how it works. Like, is he allowed to compete in the other events mm -hmm, or whatever? Mm -hmm. But I mean, like, you know, there's these freak athletes in the world. Yeah. Like I can think of guys like, I don't know if they're going to say anything to you, but Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders. Yeah. These are guys that were able to play baseball and football. Wow, okay. Professionally, okay. Like, like huge money contracts there. Not like Mike, Michael Jackson style where he played like one season. Was that him? Michael like, Jordan. Michael Jordan. My Michael God, Jordan. it's like talking to my kids about sports. <laughs> 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 Michael Jordan. No, my, well, Michael Jordan made it, I think it's a triple A in baseball or something, which like to us is a fucking athlete. Can I just sidebar, man? The look on your face was priceless. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, but it's good because at least our, our fans or at this point fan, <laughs> no, we have two. We have our wives or two. Uh, okay. They count. No, my wife doesn't like it. She says, no, I'm joking. I'm yeah. joking. We have fans. <laughs> so at least, like, if you know nothing about sports, the fact that you're here, like, you know, I get, yeah. I get to uh, hold your hand through it. And, uh, you know. And maybe you, you, yeah, and maybe holding other people's hands through it. Yeah, too. exactly. So they'll, they'll learn. But uh, anyways, uh, oh, Canada. And um, keep going. Keep winning. Yeah. Um, the other thing that's, uh, that I started thinking about was... Um, well, I mean, we should just get the elephant out of the room. There is the COVID passport. Talks about the COVID uh, passport. My God, yes. What do you think about that? Uh, well, I'm getting my second shot on Tuesday, so pretty much whatever they give me uh, as a passport, I'll take it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we, we've had extensive talks with it, uh, with each other, and also with people, friends of ours that don't believe or uh, or feel that it's, you know, it's, it goes against uh, their rights, um, and I get it. You know, I can I can understand both both sides of the equation. But like we said, it's always for the greater good. You know, I uh, I think that if that's gonna make it that businesses, uh, schools, and and public events can remain open because everybody's shown that they did their part 
to get rid of this vaccine of this uh, virus then good uh i do respect the people that that don't want to get it i mean i'll uh, i have a business as you know we're coming live from dna fitness people studio 88 and had dna fitness griffintown so uh yeah so uh you know if they tell me in order to train a, a client they have to be vaccinated i'm gonna abide by the rules i i, I took a stance and i and i haven't switched since the beginning uh i have young kids i have asthma they've had episodes of asthma it doesn't mean they have it now but uh you know so we're, we could be compromised if anything so that's a bit of a selfish way and the other way is like listen if if uh, if this is the only solution that we have right now is the best option why not do it for the greater good i mean obviously my in an ideal world what i would like to have is a treatment and i think pfizer announced that they're working on something and they're pretty close to it so let's say you get sick you get the symptoms you go to the hospital you go okay sir it looks like it's covid uh so you're gonna take this and that and the other and uh, you'll be fine that would be an ideal world because i don't think we're getting rid of this virus anytime soon It's going to keep mutating and getting worse. So that's my take on it. Um, you know, respect the non-believers. But, uh, you know, if you if we want to get back to some sort of a normal life, I've enjoyed my summer so far. So I I say I say do it. Yeah, we uh, we did speak about. So possible treatments, I guess, long-term treatments and things like that, instead of having a vaccine, there is actually something approved by the FDA. It's called Remdes- Rem... I have it here, actually. Remdesivir. Yeah, that's what you were looking for last time, right? Yeah. So that, yeah. yeah. So last time I spoke about uh, hydrochloroquine, chlor- yeah, yeah. hydrochloroquine, and that wasn't that's, the thing. Yeah. yeah, that's not one of the, the what I was working for. I was actually looking for this other drug called um, ivermectin. So ivermectin is another thing that I I went down that rabbit hole for a bit, and uh, that's um the it's something that I th- that that's been around for a while. It's been used for treatment for other things, and it's applicable to to corona as well. There's just not enough studies yet to get it like FDA approved specifically for Corona, but there is in uh, the Mayo Clinic. Um, the Mayo Clinic says that the FDA has approved uh, Remdesivir, so that's that's good news. Obviously, when something happens in the U.S., we sl- slowly follow behind, yeah, you know. The trend, yeah. So we follow the trend. So that that's great news. I mean, look, I, I'm I'm not against vaccines. Uh, maybe in the beginning a little bit, but then when I saw the benefits of it and uh, the benefits of just opening back up and look i understand you know the, the the main argument is here is you're getting why would i get a vaccine if i'm still going to get covid you know and the end game is not necessarily right now we're in we're still kind of in crisis management right yeah the, the um, i don't think the i don't think the um the goal is necessarily let's wipe out the virus just yet i don't, I don't think we're there yet i think we're at a place where it's let's not crowd and bog down the healthcare t- system yeah. especially here in, in in canada we have a public health system so that means that we're all collectively kind of uh pitching into this uh healthcare system and everybody who shows up at an emergency room gets taken care of yeah and quebec's uh, uh, health um, system has been criticized before and with good reason it's a little shaky uh, and we all knew that uh, nurses are like burnt out we are missing doctors and all that and obviously there's no there's no clear solution you can't hire like a million doctors like you had said before uh, when we were talking but uh, there's definitely it needs help yeah. it needs help i think even the doctors will tell you and a lot of it is not only maybe um, doctors and nurses but also everything that has to do with like uh, paperwork and all this uh, how to get everything uh, automated to like be able to get an appointment directly online all this my feeling is um, i've went for a few um, um, stomach te- testing i was having digestive problems and uh, Our system is so archaic; it's incredible. They're, 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 they have to ship you forms for you to fill out, and then you have to ship them back, and then they answer. And I, I mean, we've had email for like 20 years now. Like, can we, like, you know? And and, and you know, like, I, I understand like it's getting better, but I, I feel it's kind of slow. And I'm not the only one feeling like that. I'm sure. Yeah, there's there's definitely pro- like updates that could be done from a technological perspective. I feel like the management of the COVID uh, vaccine schedules and things like that. I mean, that's the first time I saw technology used in such a way where you know you got your emails 
and you were able to book online and things like that. And for my child, a couple of times that we've had to go and visit the the pediatrician, it was all booked online. I didn't have to call anybody, and uh, I showed up there. I didn't have to wait too long because I already had an appointment. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I found that very well managed. Yeah, so it's getting better. Like th- there is some, and th- there's more and more cases like yours. Yeah, but it's still not all the way there. I d- I do remember I could go back to when I had got injured when I injured my hands and I needed surgery. This would be like back in 2009, so mm-hmm. way back maybe 12 years. And uh, no, I do remember that form situation. I remember specifically having, it was a nightmare. Like I had to, there was maybe, let's say the form for, um, I don't know, the anesthesiologist and I had to fill out something. Yeah, and then yeah, I had yeah. to go to a specific secretary for that or a, sorry, like an office assistant in yeah. the, inside the hospital. So she can put her stamps on that. And then I had to go to a separate waiting room and somebody else had to approve it. Like there was this, I felt like I was actually at a job shuffling papers from office to office and like doing like work, office work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I do remember that experience, but uh, lately I, I can't say that I've had that much of a negative experience in regards to my 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 child and and again uh, she's had earaches nothing crazy right um, you've yeah, mentioned yeah, that there yeah. were some other con- things that you went through but it means just been earaches and and colds and and things like that and generally speaking it's been it's, good yeah it's been it's been solid so just to circle back again the, i think that the main concern i think the end game here is um from the government's perspective is we have we, we can't risk whether they're right or wrong or maybe or maybe they're not even going about it the best way but I think that that's the goal. Like if 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 we have like a surge of ten thousand cases again, right, and uh, and people start ending up in the hospital in the thousands, it gets to overflow. And, and it doesn't mean that they die or they go in the ICU. But yeah. if if just the the fact of being in a waiting room, yeah, right, it just crowds up more than the the capacity, to, <clears throat> more than the capacity the system can handle. And that could lead to other people suffering, like people, you know, they have heart problems, uh, yeah. un- unrelated to COVID, right? They, they need to go to the hospital for emergencies, car accidents, whatever it may be. Well, we were saying before, um, the the uh, some cancer surgeries got delayed. Imagine, like, imagine knowing you have cancer, like you're hoping to get this surgery to get things done, and they tell you, well, it's going to take six more months. So this is six more months of like, you know human suffering you having anxiety like letting this thing grow inside of you and it's, it's it could be pretty bad i mean i wouldn't wish it on nobody to to, to be like that so so yeah overall it does affect everybody um, and, and i think as a citizen we have uh, you know we enter in this collective agreement you know in a way that you know we're all together and and there's so many different perspectives of people that are living this reality right now that it's just almost impossible like you mentioned, the cancer patient who's waiting for surgery. Mm-hmm. He's living in this reality right now that he can't get a surgery. I'm sure there's tons of, you know, um, perspectives that we just can't even think of, of people that are in all these different types of uh, really tough spots because, you know, we're shut inside. Yeah. You know, or not necessarily, we're not really shut inside anymore, but we need, we need to get the system going again, right? Mm-hmm. Like we do, we do have a free public healthcare system. So yeah. at the end of the day, you know, Everybody needs. We need to. F- the, the, we need to find a solution, or the go- the government has to take everybody into account. Not necessarily just you know in a private system where it's. Well, if you have the money, you you'll get your yeah, service. Yeah, you'll get sick. Like, you know. So there's there's a big factor I think of that that we're not considering specifically in our situation here in Canada, where that might not be necessarily applicable in the, in the U.S. in a context of the the United States. Yeah, a lot of people take Florida and Tampa as uh, specifically as uh, examples and go, see, there, there's nothing. Uh, they, they act as, as there's no COVID and they're fine. There's no more death or anything like that. Yeah. But it's a completely different health system. Yeah, we don't know what, what how they manage their things there. And, you know, like I was looking at that stuff. There was a, there was um, some people that were posting over the week a lot of stuff about Florida and and different states. But th- what really caught my attention was somebody who posted something about Florida and about uh, I think I believe his last name is DeSantis. His first name I'm not sure. I think it's Ron DeSantis, who's the governor of Florida, and saying that like oh we need uh, the the person who posted this mentioned that we need some we need a politician like this here you know like uh, we need yeah, somebody yeah, like yeah. ron DeSantis here because ron DeSantis is basically like there's not going to be a vaccine passport there's no mandatory vaccinations everybody can do whatever they want florida has kind of been um open <coughs> from for a very long time now and you know just a quick statistics that i looked up is that in the last seven days uh, the, there's been 419 deaths 
in Florida due to COVID and 31 in New York and New York State. And New York State has, you know, New York City, yeah. which is the dense, the most dense city in, in maybe, maybe not in the world, but... In the States at least, yeah. Yeah. And there was 31 in New York City and, and 419 in Florida. So that was a bit shocking. And I, I don't want to base it just on one statistic. Statistics can be moved around and, and manipulated in yeah, a way yeah, that yeah. I could prove my point and you could prove your point. But just the, 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 to what extent people will just go to just prove their point and sometimes even be a little belligerent. Like I, once when somebody who kind of has my ear tuned to, to politics a bit, for somebody to say we need somebody like Ron DeSantis here, just, you know, yeah, okay, the person is probably just meaning the fact that, you know, they're frustrated and they want somebody to open everything up yeah. and they don't want vaccine passports. I get that. But, you know, that's almost an insult to a lot of people because, you know, Ron DeSantis, if uh, I went on, if you go on his website, and I did, and I screenshotted a few things that I could read, if you go on his website and uh, there's a section where it says all his stances and what he stands on everything, yeah, you know, He's against health, public health care. Okay. He's against any type of health care. He's against, he, re, he voted to repeal Obamacare. These are some of the things I remember. He voted to repeal uh, something called Violence Against Women's Act. So he's like, doesn't that give sounds, a fuck. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Bad, yeah. uh, he's pro-abortion. Uh, sorry, against abortion. Yeah. And against abortion. Uh, pro-life. In, uh, yeah. yeah, he's pro-life, against abortion, uh, even in the first six weeks uh, when a baby has a heartbeat. And look, personally... Like I'll say it here. Personally, my perspective on abortion has changed on a personal level. Mm. But that's irrelevant because I can't have kids. Number one. Number two. Even if... Oh, yeah. Right? Because I'm a man. Yeah. Right? So it's necessarily it's not necessarily my decision. What I'm really... When it comes to the topic of abortion, sidebar, uh, whether you're... Uh, whether I'm for abortion or against abortion, what I'm completely against is a government deciding whether abortion should mm -hmm. be okay or not exactly making right? the decision for you or for a woman so like, that's the know. type of person right and then and you go down the list you know and, and there's more other things as well in there and so when somebody just blatantly says oh we need a ron DeSantis here i'm like i'm pretty sure you don't want a ron DeSantis." but is that here. person probably didn't read anything you probably yeah. did 10 times the reading he, they did and I, i'm not judging that person but uh you know i at this point we're on a point where we can like call a spade a spade and a lot of this bs that's been put online and unfortunately a lot of people follow it but people read headlines and and make their opinion and then spew it out you know if you would have that person that said that here and we asked him okay why would you like it uh, how what how do you feel uh, how do you stand in when when he says that he's against uh, violence against women or he's like yeah the, the violence against women act so so when he's against that like how do you feel about that i'm sure that person will probably retract their 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 comments or be like i don't even want to be on your show because uh, you know you're going to you're going to quiz me you're going to you're going you're gonna to get to the bottom of a of the story and the bottom of the story is I read a headline and uh, I, I don't want to wear a mask or get a vaccine. Yeah. So um, uh, then even if on, a, on certain other issues, um, like you're Latino and I'm sure maybe you've heard, maybe you have your friends around you that have talked about that. There was a big thing about something called the dreamers in the U S where it was basically if you were born in the U S but your parents were illegal immigrants, you should yeah. be kind of like, put into the system and you should be allowed at least to go to the army and make a life out of yourself, right? Yeah. Just because your parents came in for whatever reason, you were born there. And so these category of people were called dreamers, basically okay. kids that grew up pretty much all their life in the U.S. Maybe they, okay. maybe they, were, they immigrated when they were one or two years old. Like yeah. it wasn't even their choice. Okay. Right? And they were called the dreamers. And, you know, he voted to against that. He voted for the wall. He Like it's yeah, just thing after thing after <laughs> thing, right? So... For me, this was a prime example of, again, like you said, somebody who took a headline or somebody who took one thing out of context just to throw it out there and jump on the bandwagon of, like, fuck the, the vaccine passport. Well, you know, we have to have, a, like, a conversation about, like, what, 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 is, what is happening here? Well, what's happening here is that we need to get to a certain percentage of vaccinations so we can push back this virus, right? Yep. Now... I don't want to seem like I'm ungrateful for people that are willing to speak out because I'm against the, vac the vaccine passport as well, yeah. right? 
I don't want to seem bitter or like, oh, you guys just shut up and get the vaccine. No, no, we need people that are speaking out even more than me yeah, who yeah. are, you know, taking that energy that they're taking to post online. We need people like that. We need fighters like that. We need things like that. We need that energy in our society. It's 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 a good energy in my in my in my opinion. I just think that it's directed in a maybe a, a way that's not really productive by just posting things online. For example, you know, like I mentioned, I was against um, I'm against the the the, pass, the vaccine passport, but it seems like for whatever reason it might happen. What I'm when I why I'm against it is two reasons. Number one. Well, the, who are the people who are going to get the passport who have to show it potentially at restaurants or at gyms or whatever and potentially have that erosion of their privacy where, you know, they're going to get scanned and, you know, there's a database somewhere where it shows that at this day, at this time, I went to a restaurant, right? Yeah. So who's, who's, who's giving up more of their privacy? It's the people who got vaccinated. So I find that, like, you're, I find yeah. that you're putting the okay, onus okay, on the it. people that got vaccinated that are further getting their privacy eroded and then the other thing the other reason why i'm against it is well what's the setup for like when all this is said and done when do we get that privacy back right what happens with the data afterwards are we gonna have this perpetual system where we're always gonna have to check in everywhere we go like is this gonna be part of you know something that's just gonna stay forever like a good example would be September 11th, you know the, the the US passed all kinds of acts. Yeah. And here Patriot in Canada, yeah, and, and in Canada had their similar things, perhaps not as evasive and, and intrusive as the ones in the US, but they did have their sets of things that invaded our privacy to a certain extent under the gaze of under the guise of um, of protecting us from the terrorists, Terrorism. right? Well, when it's been 20 years, there hasn't been any backup from that. No, I think it's going to keep increasing too. Correct. So is this the same thing that's going to happen with this? And those are the questions I have. And again, these people, that are the type of person who's willing to you know, go out there and fight and protest and post and protesting and taking all that energy and feeding it to, you know, saying all these things, I welcome that energy. We need that energy. Those are the types of freedom fighters, if you may, mm. that well, when all this is said and done, they're going to potentially continue fighting for us to get our privacy back. Okay. What I find unproductive is doing things like posting things like, um, you know, uh, we need somebody like Ron DeSantis or uh, posting things. on. First of all, posting online doesn't do anything, I, I think, unless it's, you know, clear call to action to organize and protest against a specific and clearly stated issue. Just posting screenshots of headlines of the of the articles that agree with your opinion really I don't think does yeah, anything. It's just noise. Yeah, exactly. Where you we can take that energy, all these people that have that energy, and I welcome it and I'm so grateful that there are still people in our society that are like that and channel it towards things like organizing protests, which a lot of them do and, I, and I'm cool with that. Or, you know, writing emails to your representatives. Um I don't know if it did any different I don't I don't know if it did any difference or if it even matters or you know, but I did that. You know, I emailed I emailed my constituent, my that represents me in the National Assembly of Quebec, and I told him that, look, I get what you guys are doing. You know, so far you guys are doing the best you can with what we're living, but as a citizen, I feel that it's. Um, I'll, I'll read it. This is in Mirabel. No, <laughs> no, this is a, it's it's called the La Pinière, and it includes Broussard and certain other. Um, certain other uh, uh, different area codes than 514 yeah exactly so I wrote to uh, Gaetan Barrette who's a representative in uh, in, in La Pinière I don't want to read all of it but the the, the chunk that's a, the doctor there the big doctor there? yeah he was part of the uh, Gaetan Barrette yeah yeah he, in the last government he was I think he was the health Le minister yeah, yeah, yeah. but now he's uh, the rep for uh, for my district so I won't read you the whole email. Uh, I was actually obviously very polite and, and et cetera. And then the part was like, the va I, I wrote, the vaccine passport puts an unjustified limit on our personal right to privacy and there must be a better way to coerce the population to get completely vaccinated. In fact, requiring those of us that are vaccinated to get a passport 
punishes those who indeed were responsible enough to get the vaccine. I don't believe that my privacy should be further eroded as a result of others who decided not to get vaccinated. All I have in my power as a citizen is my vote, and I hold that in high regard. So, and then I continue saying goodbye and whatever, etc., etc., the niceties of ending a proper letter. And I didn't expect any response, honestly, right? But we spoke about... Uh, participating as a citizen yeah, yeah so i thought i'd be a hypocrite if i just didn't do the minimum of sending an email no right? but that's actually more than a lot of people uh more than i did but uh, no a lot of well, a lot of people do why i'm bringing this right now right here is my one specific email like that perhaps doesn't do anything and i got a response and i'll read the response and, yeah. I, and, and we can take that apart a bit as well um if every single person, at least, let's say, in my Instagram feed that I know that lives in Laval or that lives in Montreal, lives in, in around me, right, family members, everybody in my feed, and uh, just on Instagram, maybe 50, 60, 70 people, you know, we all wrote to our individual constituencies, right? If 50 or 60 people did that from your friends list on yeah. your Instagram, yeah. right? Like, if, if everybody around us that we know that wants to voice their opinion okay it's cool you can use social media which i don't think is the best thing except again i guess it's to organize us a really clear call to action you want to organize people but to get ideas across or to really make an impact i think if like there's at least ten thousand people let's say around us that believe this way and i think that they should direct that energy directly to their constituents yeah instead of rehashing the same old bs that they're like Chipping you and all this nonsense. Yeah, stuff. I don't want to. You know, those those. I spoke to somebody and and he made a good point. You know, because I went kind of I pushed back on some of his opinions and and I kind of laughed. You know, and, mm -hmm. and he looked at me and he's like, you know, that's why we're pissed because we we have an opinion and we just get like laughed and brushed off. And he was right because he is that person is willing to 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 fight for you know specific rights that I believe in as well. I don't think my privacy should be eroded. You know, yeah. even though I am down for the vaccine and everything. But I'm not necessarily yelling about it on, 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 on social media. He is, right? He, he has that energy that he wants. He's been to protests and, and, and things of yeah. such. So, which, I, I, again, I had to reflect a bit and be like, you know, this guy's right. He, we need these types of people, but perhaps we also need to channel this energy in the right direction so the, the people that are in power can get it full force. Because they're not looking at our Instagram posts. No, absolutely. And 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 to to go on that point where like that guy's saying uh, uh, that's why we're mad because you laugh at us. And here's the thing: I've always said, this is my point of view on it. I've always said I respect more a conspiracy theory guy, theorist, uh, or girl than a conformist. Because I always felt that as minimal work as uh, the, 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 the conspiracy theorist person uh, does, at least they did something. They looked into it, even if they're, 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 they're following the wrong person on Instagram or whatever, on, on Twitter, or on the Facebook, whatever it is, even if, if they're getting the wrong information, at least they're looking for information and then said, no, I'm against this. And then they voice it, maybe not in the best way, but they voice it. The conformist will just go and do whatever is told. So I have more respect always for the one with the conspiracies. That being said, what I find is nowadays there's too many like fake because conspiracy theory is not a bad word. Everything starts with a conspiracy. Mm -hmm. I mean, like uh, the liberation of the United States uh, when they when they turned against the crown of England <laughs> started with a conspiracy. The conspiracy was let's overthrow uh, overthrow the, the crown. And they did, and they got their freedom and whatever. Uh, so everything starts with that. So the fact that media made uh, the, the, the words conspiracy theorists bad and, and laughable now, it, 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 that's media control. It, it's not like somebody who is going to look into things and, and do their own investigation and come out with an outcome where they say, this is dangerous because this, that, and the other. I respect that. The problem is not a lot of people are doing that now. A lot of people are just, like we said, read headlines, post whatever, repost something their friends put. And I, and I have, and I kept some of these friends on Facebook because I want to know their point of view. Some of them are brilliant and 
some of the things uh, they say scare the hell out of me, but at least it makes sense. It's coherent. Uh, you can look, they link studies. Uh, you can go watch more videos and it's not videos by some dude in his basement. It's like actual doctors, scientists, uh, virologists, all of this. So there's that. And then there's the other. We just repost whatever they hear, whatever they see, and that it, it, that agrees with their opinion. And then I, I'm thinking of this specific girl. I won't say her name just because I don't want her to block me because uh, that's part of my entertainment of the day when I look at the stupidities that she you says You already online. gives way too much information. <laughs> She's going to know who you're talking about, but anyways, go nah, ahead. She has plenty of followers, so she, she'll be fine. But uh, so so I, I remember her posting something about a study of this and that of the vaccine is going to kill us all or something like that. And some guy who actually took the time to go research that article said, like, listen, this article was like a joke that somebody posted. It's not a credible source. Look at who, who posted it. They're, they're known for like satire and stuff like that. You shouldn't read this and uh, you shouldn't repost this and, and take it as, you know, like a credible uh, study. And her response was like, haha, oh, I know, but nowadays, who knows? Everything is fake anyways. And I, she couldn't engage in, in, in an actual conversation with the guy because the guy was not like just some random doofus. Like he was going to go. He's probably some sort of journalist or somebody that really cares about his opinion before writing something. He, he took his time. So he had all these studies showing the opposite of what that that article was saying and that article was like complete bullshit but it was made to it was meant to to make fun and she she went with it and all her followers who were like i think they think she's hot or something they're all they're all like yeah you're right they're taking away her freedoms this and that and the other and they were all like like clapping at this at this um this uh post that was like bullshit and the guy proved it. Like, I went and looked. I did. I took my 20 minutes to go and look at all. Like, you know, he, he, he really did the work that we should all be doing. If you don't agree with stuff, don't just, like, yell out, like, stupidities that you heard somebody else say or that you read and that they think the same way you do. Do your research. Maybe you'll be wrong. Maybe you'll be right. But if you do it, you'll make all of us better because you're taking time to do stuff. And, and we all have the ability to help each other by doing a bit more research, a bit more work, and not just posting. I know sometimes I post like me; it's mostly comedy, so like it doesn't really affect people all that much. But when it's about these things, yeah, take your time, research, maybe uh, check the references. It might be a complete BS, and and don't discredit everything by saying, "Oh, everything they're telling us is lies." Anyways, no, people did studies; uh, they're, they're real studies. If we don't believe scientists anymore, then where the hell are we? You know, like. We're not going to get any better uh, than what we have now. So only time will, will tell if, if this vaccine was the right idea, uh, if uh, the lockdowns were the right, the right idea. We don't know. This is another thing that people think is that medicine is 100% accurate. It's not. It is not. There's not one thing that you take and say it's absolutely going to cure everything like no, they, they try. They look at your sy symptoms and they go, okay, we're going to try this medication on you because it looks like you have this. doesn't work. We try something else. And that's what's happening with this vaccine. It's not 100%. No. The, the, the role of the vaccine is to give you protection. So if you get sick, which we probably all are going to get this, this damn virus, but the ones who are vaccinated won't get extremely ill from it and won't die from it. To me, that's a pretty good deal. So that's why I am for the, the, the passport I haven't, like I, I had never seen it your way, which is true. I'm going to give away more of my freedom. I'm not necessarily for that because just the logistics of it, like how the hell am I going to check, uh, like people can show me a QR code and be like, yeah, look, I have my vaccine. So I don't know, like I, I don't, they, they would have to obviously explain how, how we go about like in my business and all of that. But I'm not necessarily for that because I think there's a lot of discrimination there. And when you say that you'll never force something on your on your population, well, I'm sorry to tell you, but you are forcing it, right? So um, yeah, yeah, that's my point. Yeah, the thing about well, when, the thing about thing when when we start uh, constricting our rights and, and and eroding our privacy rights and things like that, once it happens, it's it's hard to walk it back. It almost never gets. Yeah, walked, I don't think it's walked, ever been done. Yeah, yeah, it, and it never gets walked, walked, walked back. So, 
you know, I didn't think about that perspective either as a business owner. The the the, the logistics, the of logistics it. of it, and, and the onus is put on again the business owner. So, you know, you you've had the struggle that you've had because you own a gym mm. throughout the pandemic, and now you gotta like, you gotta um, face this new thing, a new added challenge. Already, you've had to you know get. Uh, masks uh, throughout the pandemic and provide masks and provide the cleaning and cleaning your gym after every client and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Reducing the number of clients. Reducing the number of clients as well. And then now this might even have a negative effect because out of your, let's say you have a hundred clients and, you know, if we use the same statistic of people vaccinated, right? Yeah. So there's 60% of people that are vaccinated twice. So theoretically four out of your, or 40 out of your hundred clients will not be able to come to your gym. Yeah, and that affects us again, you know? So, again, it's it's like thing after thing after thing. But, again, w I, I, I struggle to see how else the government can manage this. I think their end game, like I mentioned before, is we can't have a clogged up healthcare system. We, we already do, in a, in a way, on Tan Nagmal. And if, if it just... We, we add this extra layer of complication and the risk of having more people end up in the hospital is only going to make things worse. So I wrote what I wrote to... Um, yeah, what, to, what was his answer? I'm, yeah. I'm so curious. His, his staff, not him, but his staff uh, replied to me. And I'm just going to go to... Sorry, guys, about that. He was probably too busy exercising. Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't think he was exercising too, too much. Yeah. Have you seen him? Uh, yeah, I saw his picture when I looked yeah. him up last night so I could send him the to email. To me, it drove me insane when he was the Minister of Health, uh, being a health professional, if you want, a trainer, and seeing that's my health minister. Yeah. So <laughs> I got I got a response. I, I won't say where who it's from because I, I didn't uh, get permission to... Um, yeah, no worries. ...to say it. And the, the email actually specifically says that it's a confidential email and it's, it's only to me. Uh, you, you have to, when you're speaking to politicians and things like that, if you're going to be on the media or whatever, you have to tell them, right? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. their answer might change or you might need to sign some kind of release form and things like that. It, it, it's kind of against the rules to do that. It's a presumption, again, privacy laws. It's a presumption that when you have a conversation with somebody, the conversation is staying between bet the, two, between of the yeah. two of you unless you explicitly say that this is a public conversation. So exactly. I'm not going to say uh, who responded, but it was one of his uh, staff. And um, I'm just going to read you part of it. And it says, um, the so yeah, obviously he thanked uh, and acknowledged the response, thanked me, whatever. And um, and uh, it's should, I should mention that uh, this representative is for the Liberal Party. So okay. in my, in my yeah, district, yeah, yeah. the Liberal Party won, even though the CAC is in power. So he stated very clearly, the Liberal Party of Quebec has, however, has, however, was, however, clear on the support it would give to the vaccine passport as it was the first to make the demand. So basically what he wrote back is saying like, look, I get what you're saying, but our stance was always that we're for the, the vaccine passport. In fact, we said yeah, it first. Yeah, they're the ones that pushed it more. That we're, than, yeah, we're pushing it the more. Opposition or, yeah. So that gives me two signals, right? That gives me, so I sent a signal that I'm unhappy and he sent a signal, well, we don't give a fuck that you're unhappy. This is our fucking stance. What, that was it? That was the answer? Yeah, that was that was the answer. Like those two lines? No, no, there was more, but I'm not gonna read ah, okay, all, okay, all okay. of it. That was the gist of it, basically. Okay, okay. right? Um, uh, so fuck you, kind of thing. Yeah. So basically, this is our stance: <laughs> go fuck yourself. And no, but I totally respect that, right? I'll tell you why I respect that because that gives me a signal now. That gives me two two possible signals. Number one, that a they've because they're they're politicians, right? Yeah. So they've made a calculation that says if I have to pick, yes like pro-vaccine passport or against uh, uh, vaccine passport, the majority, I'm gonna, there's more chances of me getting more votes or more support from the people if I go pro-vaccine passport, which in this case, I'm the minority. The fact that I said this and they turned around and said, go fuck yourself, basically tells me, oh, I'm in the minority. So now I got to reflect. I have to be aware. And be, yeah, more people are like, yeah. So be like, okay, I'm living in a society where the people around me in this group, in this in this. Society, the people around me want this. Yeah, there was 85% of Canadians that said you should force people to get vaccinated. So 85, that's a fucking strong number. Yeah, right? we've never been, I don't think we've ever agreed 85% <laughs> yeah. on anything, right? So that there's there's one thing. The other way, a bit more complicated to, to understand is even if most people are against it, they've made a, they've, they've potentially made a calculation that says that 
people might not like us for giving the vaccine passport now, but they're going to like us even less if we don't give the vaccine passport. Things go out of control and, you know, uh, you know, Tommy's grandmother died because she couldn't get heart surgery in time. Yeah. Because the hospitals are overcrowded with COVID-19 victims. Yeah. Then uh, I can imagine a situation where things can degenerate even more. Right? So I respect that. And I sent uh, an email to like four other people, the uh, the, hel- the, um, the health and safety uh, minister of Quebec and also, um, um, and uh, the name escapes me now, but our prime minister. Uh, not Justin Trudeau, but the president. François Legault. François Legault. I sent yeah. one to his office, and I got a response from him as well. And they said, you know, thank you very much for your email. We will, we will, you know, make sure that the email was pretty much what you said. Pretty much the same. Okay. It was a bit longer for François Legault because I didn't want to point out that I was. Uh, for me, I, I was happy that he kept the schools open, which in many other provinces they had shut down, especially yeah. in Ontario. Mm-hmm. And that I think that psychologically, psychologically helped me in my family's context it helped me continue working help my wife continue working because we were working from home and my child continued developing being you know she was she's just two years old so she was able to continue to develop in a safe environment where the kids were safe you know no parents were allowed inside and things like that and she was continue she was able to continue socializing and i for me it was a well calculated risk yeah you know and and he took that well calculated risk so i I kind of thanked him for that i I said there was i feel like that was a good opinion and then i wrote the same thing that i wrote in this email and they pretty much told me like thank you very much that was pretty much it they they didn't even say as much as the liberal party said but so again what this what for me what this tells me is if you know the majority of the population were against you know the the covid uh, passport perhaps it would have been a different reaction a different interaction yeah, yeah, with yeah. with this, so at this point, your voice isn't making a difference. They're yeah, for it, and that that's exactly, it. and that's it. And 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 the Liberal Party specifically told me like, look, we've been like that's this. It. Yeah, yeah, we've yeah, been. Yeah. We, this is we're hardlining. You know, this, this, that's yeah. how it was a very hardline stance. And you can tell the different emails, the way they were worded. The CAC were like, okay, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And the Liberal Party are like, you're gonna fucking do this, you know? Yeah, like they yeah, seem like much said, more hardline. They pushed it. They pushed it. And by the way, you said the the words uh, calculated risks. Yeah, I think that should be like the the, the title of, of the situation we're in. That's what they're doing. They're calculating the risk. Yeah. And this is what's the least risky for us. So again, if you if you take that into consideration, that's why, you know, for or against the the the, the passport, that's you know. I, I I don't really have a stance right now on it, other that yeah, it seems like it's gonna suck, but uh, I don't think we can do anything to avoid it now. Well, we'll see. You mentioned I know that you mentioned earlier today that uh, ever since they made these announcements, uh, vaccine appointments have been skyrocketing. Yeah, yeah, because people don't want to be left out. Yeah, so maybe it's having some kind of effect uh, on it. The um, there's also a protest on the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, so, so you see, I, wa- I, don't, I don't know what that that's gonna do, but I, again, I encourage the people to go outside and make their vote, their their, uh, their feelings known. And uh, you know, again, these are not people that are just uh, copy pasting some some headline. These yeah. are people that are taking time out of their day to go and and and, and even though not all of them are gonna be COVID deniers, yeah, they just don't want the passport. So they're putting their health at risk too because there's this new variant that's very contagious. So yeah, kudos to those people, man. Go, go. I'm not going, but... But we need need those fighters in our society because it's going to become a time, it's going to come a time where as we see, you know, uh, the the rope is tightening tighter and tighter on our privacy rights or on our freedom of speech, on things like that that we've spoken to at length. We're going to need people like this because they're going to lead the charge, I think. We need this energy... The only little adjustment I would make is like let's let's focus on you know you're gonna make ten posts online make five and send an email send an email to your constituent you know enough emails enough and protests your stuff so that you don't sound ridiculous when you go there that, you, you that's post a fair, something yeah, you know that's, that, a, that's, that's why point. people are laughing because yeah. you put something that's completely completely ridiculous and then you go like uh, I won't mention names but uh, it was funny that we we were having this conversation with somebody who uh, believed that. Their um, the 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 plan was to kill all the old people so that we that the the government get their pe- their pension right, yeah. and you happen to work with 
pensions and, and all yeah. that, then you discredit her claim right away because you go like, no, it doesn't make sense. Well, you say it because you know how that... Yeah, the discussion was something about this is some kind of conspiracy that we want they want to kill the old people. Yeah, to get their pensions. To get to, so the government can collect their pensions or that may, at least that they won't have to pay out their pensions, which, uh, look, I mean, my, in my experience, I, I work for a, a pension consulting uh, firm. Yeah. And... Um, And when somebody passes away, uh, the, the pension that's accrued goes to their beneficiaries, right? So um, they might have signed a paper when they, when they sign up for a pension plan. You, uh, part of the paperwork that you do is you, you write down who, um, who your beneficiaries are. It goes to your next of kin automatically. There's procedures in place, yeah, right? Yeah, they don't, yeah. they don't, the, the money doesn't just... They don't just pocket the money right away. Like yeah, exactly, exactly. There's definitely situations, you know, where there's people that don't have a next of kin. They haven't filled out a will, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They didn't do their, they didn't, they weren't responsible enough. Exactly, yeah. But the majority of the people, you know, they want their pension to go to the kids if they pass away yeah. or their wives or, you know, to even to some charitable organization yes, or something, exactly. right? So, so, I mean, like, you know, the, the how, uh, for, and I don't, I don't want to say it's stupid, but it's, it's stupid, right? <laughs> <laughs> because, because how would the government know what you filled out on your beneficiary form? These are, that's yeah, not public yeah. knowledge. It's like, The companies that your insurance companies have that information or your yeah. sorry your pension companies have that information yeah, once you start believing that everything's a conspiracy that's where it gets bad because you think everybody's against you and you think that like Francois Legault has uh, special meetings with uh, the, 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 the the British government and they they all have this underground uh, life where everything's great and no everybody's going through this there's no ma I, I I would struggle to believe a lot that this is a worldwide conspiracy where everybody got ag agreed and said that we're going to spread this on the people and uh you know find a, a way to control them well, is it being blown out of proportion in the media fuck yeah is it is it like uh, been pol politicized the virus of course so that's those are the points that are bad but i mean When 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 uh when the person said that and you completely debunked her um Her stance. It was like, this is like, this is this is a great that it happened because because I'm sure she doesn't believe that anymore. Mm -hmm. and, and this is what happens when you have a conversation. You have a knowledge that other people don't have, and other people have knowledge that you don't have. So when you all talk, you go, okay, so that didn't make any sense. That didn't make any sense. Oh, this was good. Let's all rally under this and go like, hey, this is unfair. Let's push this forward. But stop putting stuff that doesn't make any sense. I mean, I don't think uh, 5G towers are there to, like, you know. Yeah, if, if you know, we, we, you can, I believe in getting behind a cause, doing the research as best as I could, and then making calculated arguments and, and well-constructed arguments and keep pushing them forward in any way that we can. Our, our strength is not necessarily in the individual. Our strength is in the collective. So if we could all coalesce these ideas together and have a common ground where we can say, okay, some of us don't want to get vaccinated. Some of us are going to get vaccinated. Some of us don't want to get vaccinated. It won't affect our life. Okay, it, that doesn't matter. But we're all against this thing called vaccine passport in this situation. Okay, let's construct an argument about why our, our privacy is getting eroded, et cetera, et cetera. Get behind it and then focus on that one issue. I think we lose a lot of credibility when we're jumping around places and, you know, we're going to post something that we want a Ron DeSantis in, in Quebec, which that totally discredits. That person may have had five or six good arguments. And then I got to that post and I was like, well... You know, you obviously haven't done your research on Ron DeSantis. How can I trust that you've done your research on everything else? Exactly. So now, you know, it's. Uh, I feel like my father used to have this expression where he would say, um, it's like filling up the bucket uh, when you're milking a cow and you fill up the bucket with milk yeah. and you're done such a good job. And then right before you just kick the bucket over. Yeah, right? exactly. You, you did such a good job and then you spilled the milk, right? <laughs> so it's very important that we have these, well, because we're up against politicians who are career argument makers, right? Yeah. So as a collective, we need to get to, to have some kind of base of understanding. Now, if for you and your reality, you, COVID is not important and COVID does not affect you and and COVID is not maybe not even real and the vaccine might not even be real and the vaccine is not even important, 
then, you know, in that extreme case, I would say that we're not even living the same dream. We're not even in the same dream. We're not even in the same reality, right? Because, you know, even my reality could be a dream. Who knows? But we're not even close enough to have some common ground. But if you acknowledge that there is a, something called COVID and it's dangerous and it potentially could put a, an, an unsustainable burden on our, on our healthcare system, and if you believe that there's a vaccine and, you know, and you believe in the vaccine, regardless of whether you want to take it, maybe even for health issues, you don't want to take it, but you believe in the vaccine, then, okay, we can start. That's a good starting point. And then let's tease out the points that we can push forward. Like example, fuck the pas the vaccine passport. Yeah, that would be a good thing if we could, like you say, channel our energy towards something that has been researched that has good points why we don't want it and uh let's all stand together and do this for sure but again i don't think it can be like on social media i think that's very lazy uh, well it's, it's a very lazy way to get your point uh, across you mm -hmm. know like i i can research a meme of anything you know like i could say uh fuck the the vaccine passport google that and i'll see an image and i can just repost it now What does that do? Does absolutely nothing. More people write their constituents, like you said, or if uh, I don't know, if we all go and manifest, maybe that would do something. Now, uh, in my case, I always uh, believe in the um, in the in the saying like um, choose what hill to die on, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and this is not the one I'm dying on. I'm all pro revolution when it comes, uh, as you know. Like I don't agree with a lot of things the way. It, things are, are run and how like not necessarily capitalism but the way like uh the world is uneven how there's you know trillionaires and other people are starving and like if if people would say let's all stand up and we're gonna end hunger because we're gonna force i don't know governments to create a fund where like everybody can eat and it's a it's a right as a human being all that i'll die on that hill yep i won't die on the on this one because it's not enough for me like I don't believe in in it enough to say like, yeah, I'll, I'll take my chances. I'll go manifest, and I might get this virus and get my family sick. Like, yeah, I'm not doing. It's it. it's not a risk. It's not a calculated risk you're willing to not take. Not for, for me. You. Not for me. But yeah. I understand if a 20 year old who has no kids, who doesn't yeah. have asthma, who like, hey, maybe you talk to the 20 year old me. Like, I remember when the H1N1. Uh, remember that uh, flu yep, thing? Yep. I think I was in high school when that happened. Yeah, I was. I think finishing college or something, or university, something like that. Uh, but I was young. Like I was mm -hmm. in my 20s. and uh, I was already training people because they were telling me, "Are you vaccinated?" I'm like, "Fuck no." But like, and so like people are gonna say, "Yeah," because they order. Was, uh, there was vaccines for H1N1. Yeah, they ordered a bunch of vaccines, and they got stuck with them because people didn't go. Mm -hmm. Now, the difference, because I was having this conversation with one of my clients who was a doctor, so he told me about why are you now for the vaccine and, like, before, you no, know, for the H1N1, what made your decision? And I told him, because with the H1N1, it was fucking me over if I got it. It wasn't contagious to the point where I could fuck you over if I don't take it. I understand. So, like, it didn't put anybody's uh, life in peril, like my parents or, like, friends or, like, eh, even a stranger. Why would I hurt another human being? Yeah. So, for me, it was, like, fuck no. Even though I had asthma and everything, I'm, like, no, uh, I'm not taking it. And uh, it went. I, I think it's still around, that flu. But, again, there's a treatment for it. And still people die from it. But, you know, it, it's like anything. People die from influenza. It's still going to be around for a while but it's a calculated risk again you you take a vaccine for influenza it might help it might not but chances are uh if you're uh, in a decent in a, uh, enough condition you won't die from it so i'm i'm hopeful that one day that will be covid you yeah. know yeah and you brought up a good point about um You know, the H1N1 didn't affect you didn't didn't fuck over let's say your parents for you not taking exactly. it like you weren't putting yeah. people at risk And, and I do think um, sometimes even I forget that, <coughs> sorry, that we do live in a collective, yeah. right? So our, our freedoms are, are in so far that we don't affect the freedoms of others. And I think in this situation, we could potentially be, you know, causing danger to those of us who are, you know, older or in, in dangerous situations and maybe not directly, but, you know, I'm 33, right? If I catch COVID, And I'm not vaccinated, and no, I end up. You'll, you'll be fine. I'll I'll be fine, but chances let's, are chances are I'll be fine. 
But let's say I get it. I, I have to at least visit the hospital once. Yeah. Just to make sure, you know, I get scared. Not everybody is going to just stay in bed and tough it out. I might just get a little scared, you know, fuck it. You know, maybe this, maybe this is kind of feels yeah. really shitty. Yeah. You know, losing your taste and losing your sense of smell is probably something pretty traumatic. I mean, it's two of your senses, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so, sure. I, like, you know, I'm probably... If I lose, if, if I get COVID and I lose my both my senses, I'm probably going to go see a doctor. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Okay. Sorry about that. We had a minor technical difficulty issue. Had to run out and get some memory cards for the video, but we're getting the hang of this. We're back we're here. We're all good. Yeah. You're all good. You're on. Perfect. Fantastic. So, so what, I, what I was saying basically before we got interrupted was um, if... Um, I'm probably if if I get sick and I lose my sense of taste and my sense of smell, which is pretty important to me. Even if I, you know, I got vaccinated and I know it's gonna go away and I'm not gonna have adverse crazy effects, I'm still gonna go and see a doctor. So if you extrapolate that into like thousands of people, yeah, right. So by having the vaccine and having both vaccines and maybe even a third one if need be, well, that just diminishes the chances of me having such a severe effect when the covid come does come because with like just like you said i i agree with you i think that eventually we're all just going to catch it it just yeah. what severity we're going to catch it in so by taking the vaccine the purpose is we're going to get it we're going to get sick we can transmit it whatever but um i think the the goal is to limit uh, how many visits to the hospital we're going to have to or get. how severe the the, the, the actual um the symptoms are because I, I don't know if you've been checking I, I started checking again in the past two days I think we went from uh, 300 cases yesterday 250 today something like that so they're back up right mm -hmm. but the common thing is uh, hospitalizations are down mm -hmm. deaths there's no death from it so that that's the important number for us in Quebec in, in the province of Quebec is that like Hospitalizations. Yeah, events. exactly. If, if you're not breaking the system down because you have too too much people in uh, in the hospitals, then that's one thing. And also, people aren't dying from it as much. You remember, like first or second, third wave, it was brutal. You'd get like dozens uh, uh, or more, uh, fifty deaths a day and stuff like that. That was horrible for us. We're a small province, but now they're not, people aren't dying. So hey. Vaccine, yeah. Oh, you, you got the vaccine, you, you still got COVID. Yeah, that's not the way it works. The vaccine's job is to diminish the symptoms and not have severe ones and not die from it. Yep. That's the role of the vaccine. It doesn't mean you're not going to catch COVID. It doesn't mean you can transmit it. So, again, it's not 100%. Nothing in medicine is 100%. So, there you go. And, and the vaccine is, like we say, it's on a cure. We started off this episode talking about certain cures that are in development. Uh, one has been approved, and there's another one as well, ivermectin, that's been talked about a lot. And uh, we're, you know, we're getting there. Right now, it's the first line of defense, which is the vaccine. It's the best option we have. Yeah, and um, it is the best option we have, exactly. So that, that's, I think that pretty much like rounds up what I wanted to say about, about COVID for this week. And, yeah. I, and, I, and, I, and I'm sure there's, there's going to be more to it come. It will be the more. last time. <laughs> but, um, you know, the last thing I want to say on that is just to bring it all back home. And, uh, and you know, for, for all those, you know, in, in a sense, they are freedom fighters and all the people that are willing to, to, to have that energy and to put that energy into protecting our, um, our freedoms and, and so forth. You know, channel that energy to productive places. Channel that energy into making sure you check your facts, you know. Yeah. And, and even if you're not super hard maybe you're just a mom you know or it, before posting things on on the internet sometimes it's better either don't don't post anything or at least find five six things and and take some time to research them or just sit down and write a letter to an email to, to your constituent to your representative you know it's you, all you got to do is google uh asnat.gov.qc.gov assemblée nationale and yeah. and you the first link is directory and then okay. you, you click on that and it asks you enter your postal code and it gives you your representative and you get his phone number, his email address and his physical address. Both his physical addresses, the one, uh, the physical, his office in your city, like where you could actually go and knock on the door. Okay. And his uh, office number and the address in Quebec City, which where that's where the National Assembly actually is. Okay. So depending, you know, so you can, like you can, there's, there's an office 
your representative has an office in in close vicinity to your city so all the information to contact him is there so there and, you go you know and and so you can channel some energy there channel your energy into into doing the right research and stick to you know one or two or three points but that are well founded well researched points and you know don't be all over the place and certainly do not take the advice of you know our neighbors in the south not because they're wrong or they're bad you know the u.s is a great is a, is a great country it's just a different system it's a different system different variables different Population. you know the different things different values because we value yeah. a, a, a glo- um we value a uh, uniform healthcare system in which we all participate in yeah and that's a pretty big demarcation point yeah so what do you Pe- want to talk about? People are cheering us on, by the way. You yeah, yeah, yeah. We have fans. We have fans. I'm just gonna take a second and just close the door, and Danny's yeah. gonna take it from here. No, I'll just, I'll just uh, finish on this point by saying, yeah, co- completely agree uh, with Dimitri. Make your voice heard. Uh, put your constituent to work and uh, write emails. Uh, show up. Write a letter. I don't know. Whatever you need to do, but don't do this useless BS where you just. Uh, forward memes or things you think are like that that agree with your point of view that maybe you've researched maybe you're not and know this for every time you post something just because there are, it's agreeing with you but you didn't do any research you're just repeating and it turns out to be something ridiculous you're hurting the real conspiracy theorist because it, you're giving them a bad name there's some real people. There's heroes. We heard about mm-hmm. uh, Julian Assange and uh, um, Edward Edward Snowden. Snowden. These are people that risk their life and their freedom to let you know that something was up, you know, like that something wasn't right. So, uh, yeah, those were real. So before you, 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 you inhabit your, uh, your Julian Assange and think like you're going to change the world because you're reposting what... Uh, Steve from Brassard uh, posted, uh, <coughs> do your research. And uh, yeah, that's... Steve from Laval. Steve from Laval. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, yeah, Laval, you were mentioning Laval is not getting vaccinated as much? or Well, actually, I didn't, I didn't look at the statistics. I think it was something that you said, but... Um, I just make fun of Laval because I have a lot of family there. Like, oh, okay. No, I, ha- I haven't looked at the statistics. A lot of the conspiracy theories and, you know, the the valid ones and the invalid ones and a lot of the, the shit posting is um, is coming, is for me at least, on my feeds are coming from people in Laval. So I'd like to rag on them as well, you know. <laughs> but uh, no, we need, we, need those, we need those people. We need that energy. And... Um, just yeah, do your job. Just yeah, well, yeah. it's not your job, but do uh, your responsibility duty. Yeah. as a citizen. Yeah. As a citizen, exactly. So that's it for COVID. I think that's more than enough. We'll we'll, we'll talk about this another hundred times. I'm sure. Yep. Uh, that's it. So we're gonna wrap it up. As always, I've been uh, Danny Boy here with you. Uh, two D's in the box, and I will let you sign us off, Dimitri. I love you all. Have a great night. Have a great week. We'll catch you here next week. Peace. Peace.